This is where they are building the largest nuclear fusion reactor in the world. Yeah, a friend of mine told me I had to check out this pool. America on Main Street and at the dinner table is talking about infrastructure when 20 years ago they didn't even know what that meant. Today those towers are an astounding display of wealth, prestige and engineering first. It's impacting everyday Americans. I am against the train the way it's being done right now. New York City housing is a scam. It is a scam, 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 scam. The Shard in central London is being officially opened today and at 310 metres tall, it's Europe's newest and tallest skyscraper. Hello, I'm Fred Mills. And this is the world's best construction podcast by the B1M. Hello and welcome to the Jeddah Tower episode of the World's Best Construction Podcast. We have got an absolute banger coming your way today. Unfortunately, first off, we've got to spend some time checking in with Luke and Liam because, you know, we've always got to do that bit. But, you know, spoiler alert, Luke will go, yeah, not too bad, mate. And Liam will go, yeah, my house is really expensive down here in Sydney. We move on. <laughs> that's pretty much my update, mate. Yeah. What have I been up to? Doing renovations. That's that's what I've been doing. I tell you what, I've done so much sanding, like with my fingers. I'm, I'm doing this uh, staircase banister that I've sanded my fingerprint down on my index finger, so that my laptop no longer unlocks when I put my fingerprint on it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yeah, that's mate. Crazy. Yeah. I should get going, Liam. Like, I've got plasters on, but that's a way to commit crime, isn't it? Just sand your fingerprints off. Mm. I should bear that in mind next bank heist. Yeah, not that you're recommending anyone to do it, mate. But yeah, never. No, that's, never. that's grand. I, I, I'm preparing to do lots of housey stuff like this spring and summer. We've just moved in to the to the bedroom upstairs, built a bed on the weekend. So I felt like a proper man. Yeah, proper it's man, fulfilling, you know? isn't it, mate? <laughs> it is. It's like big boy Lego, yeah, isn't yeah. it? You know, I'm like, yeah. Did, and But the bed doesn't connect. It's like in two halves and it just relies on the weight of the mattress on top of it. I was like, this is a weird design. I don't know if this, if I'm missing some anyway. Right. Proper man. Um, don't, don't bring your toxic masculinity on here, mate. What did you build a fire and beat your chest as well? <laughs> yeah. Well... Talk, talking of proper man, I'm gonna own. I'm gonna own something. I did a few weeks ago upload the wrong episode onto the podcast feed, so <laughs> some people might might have oh, been God. able to tell that the episode was like, what did I put up? It was the uh, Middle East um, building spree, but uh, what was actually playing wasn't that. No, so we've been really organised, guys. We had a pretty busy time over Easter. Um, some people had Star Wars conventions to go to and things like that. But we basically recorded two episodes in advance and then accidentally put the wrong episode out first. Yeah. And we're talking about Easter in the past tense when it hadn't happened yet. <laughs> You've caught us. You rumbled us. <laughs> Turns out the uh, the world's best construction podcast ain't quite so good. But hey, keeps us humble. Well, we're not perfect, mate, but you know, we have a we have a laugh about it though, don't we? Yeah. And we'll learn from it. So there we go. So in we case do. someone was confused, there's an update. Yeah, we're anyway. gonna rename now as almost the world's best construction <laughs> podcast. We're gonna downgrade ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll do that. We'll do uh, that. It's been a good You're week. Right. And I'm, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good, yeah, mate. Yeah. It's been all right. I've been a, it's been a big week. We're getting ready for New York next week. We are doing skyscraper celebration. 
on Tuesday in New York City at the Skyscraper Museum. I can't wait. It's our first big physical event in New York City. Completely sold out. There's, there's The wait list is as big as the attendee list now. It's incredible. Can't wow. believe the energy around it. Yeah, we're doing some filming over there as well. So really excited for that. Guys, get yourself on the wait list uh, if to, places might open up. But yeah, super excited to head over to NYC in the spring. What's not to like, mate? We're doing some cool filming. We've got some skyscrapers to cover. We've got a networking event. Like, yeah, it's going to be amazing. Skyscraper celebration. That's did you get that? Did you? Who come up with that name? It was an internal brainstorm. Was it? anything inspired by star wars celebration or uh, i can categorically (laughs) deny that that was absolutely not the case and it's actually quite insulted by the suggestion (laughs) all right mate all right (laughs) it's gonna be good it's at the skyscraper museum as i said in low manhattan surrounded by this incredible exhibition about skyscrapers we're having a fantastic evening celebrating these amazing structures i can't wait literally it's a party plus skyscrapers plus new york i'm just gonna be buzzing the whole time so yeah I'll let you know how it goes, guys. Amazing. That's the boring bit out of the way. Let's crack on with the cool stuff. Today's episode, we are talking about how to finish Jeddah Tower. Also in the news, we have got New York's treetops 64 University Place, which is absolutely gorgeous. London's amazing new rolling bridge and a crazy new civic centre in the Netherlands. Whole thing enhanced with witty banter and some of your comments from the week. Let's go. So, first of this week, we are talking about how to finish Jeddah Tower. If you haven't heard of this building, what you basically need to know is that skyscrapers do not come taller than this. This is Saudi Arabia's $1.2 billion Jeddah Tower project. It was due to become the first ever kilometre-high building back in 2020. That is a 1,000-metre-high building. Absolutely insane. For context, the Burj Khalifa is currently 828 metres and is currently the world's tallest building. An astonishing, astonishing project, astonishing ambitious project. But things took a turn and today the building stands unfinished and abandoned 300 metres in the air. And after years of political crackdowns and a global pandemic, it's unclear if Jeddah Tower can ever rise to its full height. Even if construction works do start up again, it would take a massive feat of engineering to complete. Guys, this is an epic project, an epic story, an epic feat of engineering that's kind of stalled and now standing abandoned. Hot takes. What do you make of it? I loved it, mate. Um, To me, it's really good to get an update on the project to date, like a detailed update on what's gone wrong, what's happening, and how they can sort of overcome it. And I um, personally, I hope they, I really hope they pick this back up and build it. Mm. You know, can you imagine if they they build this, the line, Trojena? I think it, they would easily surpass Dubai in terms of big engineering feats by by far. Yeah. Yeah, I'd echo that. I think I just think it's a shame that it's sitting there doing nothing. Mm. You know, they've they've started it. They they've done the foundations. They've done I don't know, arguably the hard bit. You know, they've started and they've really got into some momentum and I don't know. It just feels like such a shame that it's sitting there. And it's tall. It's really tall. I think you don't you make the point in the video that it's like as tall as like nearly as tall as the Chrysler building. Or? Yeah. Yeah. So this is not a small stump. Okay. This is a 300 meter. It's already a super tall skyscraper, just the stump. Um, yeah. 
I would probably argue that the, the harder bit is probably ahead. You know, building a tower that's never gone to that kind of height before in the middle of a desert is is pretty extreme. But yeah, the fact is it's not happening right now. So there is there is a big, cool, impressive, bold, ambitious building if they finish it. And it seems to have, yeah, as we said in the video, it's stalled for a number of reasons and it hasn't seemed to have restarted again. But we got access to someone who's actually worked on the project and he's currently working on the project. We did an interview with him in the video and he says infrastructure and roads have been built and it looks like things are mobilising to start again soon. Now, take that with mm. a pinch of salt. Who knows what's going to happen? But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because there's there's a lot of motive around this. There's a lot, I think there's quite a bit of embarrassment that this building is standing there and famously not completed. So there's quite a high motive, I think, to get it done and change the narrative around it. Well, to, to kind of like bounce off of what Liam was saying earlier, you've got all of these other mega projects in the region um, being uh, built or proposed, and yet you've got this tower that's been sitting there or, you know, the, the idea of this tower has been there for, for, you know, basically a decade. And it's now just come to a halt. Yeah, I think it is a bit embarrassing. And I do kind of think, hang on, you, you know, you're building a ski resort in a desert but you're not finishing off a building that you've started. And and you're probably right, Fred, like the, the, the most difficult bit of the building is probably ahead um, as opposed to in the past. But I don't know. I, 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 I feel like, yeah, guys, come on. Someone just take it over. Someone just... Because I think as well it's worth noting that you guys make the point in the video that this is being run by a private company, whereas everything else is being done by the Saudi Public Investment Fund, right? So there's yeah. different management, right? Yeah, it's important to make that distinction. So these other massive projects you're seeing, like Neom, The Line, Trigina, uh, all, all the, the the Cube, you know, all the big crazy stuff like that, that yeah. is being led by the government. So that's a state-funded sovereign wealth fund called the Public Investment Fund that has a goal, it's a national goal, to diversify the Saudi economy away from oil to other sources of income. Yeah, Jeddah Tower is a private development, albeit one that started out with plenty of backing from many in the state. And it's worth saying, big influential developers and businessmen in Saudi Arabia are sometimes one and the same thing with the state and the royal family. It's not there isn't like clear distinctions here. So but it was a private led development. It's not it's not a government funded, government backed thing. So it's, there's a bit of a distinction on that front. We um we mentioned in the video um a billion dollars. I just want to check is that they've spent a billion dollars to date or is that the total cost of the project? They reckon they can do it for 1.2 billion. Now one World Trade Center over in New York was the best part of, I think, four billion, for yeah. a whole host of reasons. Partly because it's New York. I don't know. That feels it feels cheap. Yeah, mm. I was I was going to say, mate. Wh- what would be the comparison if you were to take this and build this in New York, in London? That that number is going to incredibly like increase by a lot. Yeah, I think it's more to do with the market it's in than the actual cost of materials and construction. Because um, yeah. like New York and London are incredibly expensive places to build in, but mm. I don't know. There's obviously lots that go into building in Saudi Arabia around material sourcing. They pay a lot less for labour for a whole host of reasons. Um, I don't know. I I can't see it being 1.2 billion. We should say the construction started back in 2013. The budget was done back in 2011. So I imagine it might have gone up since then. This is, this is just the latest latest figures. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's really interesting. With the um, sorry, Matt, I've got heaps of questions on this. We mentioned the, the, the core, <laughs> right? The, the, so, what's been built now? It's six years old. Is that a massive issue? I think we briefly touched on it in the video, but is that a massive issue? Say, if they complete it in, say, they complete it by two thousand thirty, right? It's been built. It's the year. I don't know. It's been fifty years. Is there going to be an issue with the older part of the building and the more modern part of the building? It's a challenge because effectively you've got part of your building that is six years older than the rest of your building. Now, there are many buildings around the world that do that, that adapt historic structures and stuff. But with this, you've built a concrete core that's designed to be enclosed and treated in a certain way. But you haven't done that. You've left it exposed in the desert. So what you're going to have to do is all kinds of structural integrity tests to make sure that it still provides a suitable base to build your mega tall skyscraper on top of. It should be. It was designed for that in the first place. So it should be okay, but you can't just charge ahead. You have to make sure the concrete's okay. You have to factor in that concrete aging into the overall lifespan of the building. So the overall final lifespan of the building will be reduced because part of its concrete core, 300 meters of its base, probably the most important bit, is older than the rest of the tower. It's a little thing, but it does matter. And it's been left exposed for quite a long time, right? That's got to play apart i'd imagine especially in the desert you've got sandstorms you've got intense heat that will your concrete's a pretty robust material but that does play a factor it does weigh it does weather and age it i i put weather and age together then said wage (laughs) it does wage it over time (laughs) well Um, liam's already uh, made a point about dubai you know, and it feels like in this part of the world, there definitely is a competition heating up between a lot of the Arab states for tourism, for diversification of their their economy. Um, and I think it's probably worth bringing this up that like the Burj um, Khalifa wasn't originally called the Burj Khalifa, was it? It was being built as the Burj Dubai, and then they ran out of money. You know, they ran into their own problems, and they were like, "Look, I think we've 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 kind of like." we've tried a bit too much here. This is too big a project. And then it was the royal family, I believe, from um, Abu Dhabi who came in and were like, right, you guys come in, you can finance this, but you're going to rename the tower after the king, I think at the time, which was Khalifa, right? So do you think, I bring that up because it seems like there's this is a really similar issue, does it, right? It's like the same problem again. What are the chances, do you think, of maybe the Saudi royal family or the public investment funds like kind of stepping in and trying to sort this? It's it's almost like building a great big tower of steel, concrete, and glass up into the heavens is a really expensive and challenging idea and something you shouldn't really do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's almost, it's almost like it's next to impossible. Um, I think the chances that are high, to be quite honest, I think... You know, anything we do on Saudi Arabia at the minute, you know, we're we're trying to be as balanced with our coverage as we can be, talking about these mega projects they're doing, the reason they're doing them, and also some of the challenges around building in Saudi Arabia, particularly mm. around environmental impacts and labor laws. Anything we do, people will bring up Jeddah Tower and go, Oh, they can't even finish Jeddah Tower. So how are they going to build the line? How are they going to build the cube? How are they going to build a ski resort in the desert? I'll believe it when I see it. This is a really yeah kind of damaging part of the narrative frankly for the saudi arabian royal family and for the country and i think they're going to want to move on from it they're going to want to move on from it probably by completing the building you know if you're sitting there 
currently pitching out these kind of projects, all sorts of crazy things like the line and the cube and Dragina, it's surely a no-brainer to complete a very tall skyscraper that's already got a core and foundation there. Knocking it down is an embarrassment. Knocking it down is kind of a mission of failure. The risk mm. is that it becomes it becomes a very tall skyscraper, but someone else tops it almost instantly, like Dubai Creek Tower. We talked about that in the video. Dubai Creek Tower is kind of ready to go. It's not a skyscraper. It's an observation tower, which is quicker, easier, and less challenging to build. So, you know, Dubai could kind of pinch the title back if they wanted to. <laughs> it's That's so hilarious. cheeky. It is so cheeky. And they paused it, right? They've put, paused it, put it on hold. Hang on. We're just going to wait a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that, uh, yeah, you guys are like, oh, it's like a reminder. Dubai still have the foundation there to like let, you know, Saudi know, nah, we got this thing ready to go. I Do you know what? I think I prefer the design of the Dubai Creek Tower, though. Like, I love that it's kind of got this um, cable, um, like, coming out of it, stabling it. I, I, it's, yeah, I think it looks really, really good. It's, like it's not two a skyscraper. Neighbors. It's like two neighbours having an argument over the garden fence, isn't it? It's like, well, if you put that shed in, I'm going to put my patio here and, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, you can lower that fence, but I'll plant a load of trees in front of it. You know, it's it's almost like a kind of neighbourly spat. <laughs> Do you think they ever, like, catch up and, like, you know, see each other at, like, I don't know, world world events or whatever and just, like, have a few words behind the curtain kind of thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The two rival gangs. Oh, I wonder yeah. if they find it funny. Just, or, you know what I mean? Just like they, they find it hilarious. Like whenever they catch up, like, oh, I can't believe you did that. You know, I can't believe Someone's you put got the Creek Tower on hold. Someone's got to, right? Someone's got to. There, I mean, there is a perspective is. here. There's a perspective yeah. here that you've got two countries with acres, acres of financial resources that could basically do whatever they like in terms of engineering construction, building these enormous concrete steel towers into the sky for no reason at all really it's not very sustainable it's not mm. the best use of resources so uh, the, the, obviously it is funny but on the flip side it's kind of like really guys is this really what we're going to be doing right now on the better things to be building i know it's a very boring take but i think it's an important one <laughs> that's fair enough man <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but I do get it, right? I, I get it because if I like, whenever I play like Minecraft or something, there is this need. There is this. I know, I know it's chalk and cheese, but there is this need to go. No, nah, I'm going to build a huge skyscraper just because I can, you know. And hmm. I think that's kind of the point. And I think even in America, you know, we don't say that about New York, do we? New York did it because, I mean, there was a need for real estate and and, and floor space. But come on, New York. Empire State Building was empty for for decades, right? Mostly empty for a while. They built it because they wanted to, right? They wanted to put a business on the map or a person on the map. And this isn't that different, is it? It's it's is a it? good point. And there is a there is there is a tendency, again, when I play Lego with my son and build Lego cities, I always want to build a massive skyscraper. I don't know if that's a guy thing. I don't know what it's about, but I just love, I just love skyscrapers, love building them. Um, I think you're right, Luke. There is, a, there is a distinction. We should draw a separation between Manhattan Island, which is a big mm. financial hub where you've got lots of people wanting to maximize space, floor area for offices, people to live, you know, that kind of stuff, and a ridiculously high skyscraper in the middle of a desert, rising from a city that doesn't even really exist yet. They are, they are. I get what you're saying. New York has 
definitely built its fair share of vanity super tall towers just to be tall. But I think this is a bit of a different thing. Is that not the point, though, to build the city up? Because <laughs> I see what you're saying, exactly. Frank, but they've built New York up. So they're essentially trying to build up these cities, right? Or it's like Dubai, right? When when they were building the Burj, you could say the same thing, Burj Khalifa. And now, there, you know, there is demand in Dubai, isn't there? People do want to live in the towers there. People do want to build skyscrapers there because there's that view of the Burj Khalifa. And that was always the master plan, wasn't it? If we build this huge, if we build the tallest building in the world, we're not going to necessarily profit from that. You know, the city won't necessarily profit directly from that. What it can profit from was everything around it, building the downtown around it, views of the tallest building in the world and centering it around that. That's the advantage of something oh, 100%. like... 100%. That's, yeah. that's, I think we've talked about it before, but that is very much the strategy with these projects. You put, you put down a ridiculous landmark, attention-grabbing building, and then mm. the the more sensible, sustainable economic growth does happen around it, 100%. Burj Khalifa was like that. We saw it with du- Dubai Islands to an extent, the Palm, the, the Burj Al Arab, that beautiful hotel out on the man-made island. Saudi Arabia is doing it now. You know, The Cube is, is an incredibly ostentatious and ridiculous structure, mm. but it's rising in the middle of quite a well-planned and sustainably designed wider district that they're hoping to you know ignite interest around. Mm. Um so they they do this they they to get things going and get investment going and get people going. We want to be part of this. We want to live there. We're going to talk about it all the time on the news. They put down these ridiculous kind of landmark anchor things. Yeah, I, yeah. I I I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense from a certain point of view. Yeah, but I ultimately I know what you're saying, Fred. There's a lot more you could be spending your money on. On the world right now, let alone on your own country and that. But, you know, that's kind of a different conversation, I suppose. But tell us more about, like, the um, engineering behind something like this. Because the height, the, the, the sheer scale and the height of this is shocking. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. And I, I can't How does it take not you fall through- over? I'll take you through the story, right, from where from where they started building it in the ground right up to where it got stalled and, and what it would take to finish. So the kind of the mm. full the full piece. Way back in 2011, you had billionaire investor Prince Al-Walid bin Talal basically wanted to create this new centerpiece for Jeddah Economic City. So this thing we've been talking about, about putting down a landmark structure, he came up with a kilometre-tall skyscraper, easily the tallest building in the world, 167 stories of homes, offices, and hotels. I don't know about you, but I get freaked out on like when when the floors are in three digits. When you're on like floor 104 of the World Trade Trade Center, that's that's pretty unnerving. To be on floor like 148 and be nowhere near that's the top mad. is yeah, terrifying. Yeah. Up on floor 157, they designed this kind of crowning feature, which is a jaw-dropping open-air observation deck that would obviously easily become the highest outdoor viewing platform in the world no the highest viewing platform in the world an incredible open air balcony 157 stories up not sure i could do that to in to to basically to make this incredible project uh, happen they enlisted Mm -hmm. a guy called adrian smith who is the same guy who designed the burj khalifa so he kind of knows what he's doing like the burj khalifa the jedi tower plans to use this buttressed core now, most skyscrapers have four external walls, and but a buttressed core basically sees a hexagonal core constructed 
with like three Y-shaped feet coming off it. So if you look at this building from above, if you look at the Burj Khalifa from above on Google Maps, it's got like a Y-shaped footprint to it. And that basically enables a skyscraper to go up to these ridiculous, mega-tall heights, the height of the Burj Khalifa uh, or, or beyond. Building Works first began in 2013. They put 270 piles, 105 metres into the ground, then this massive five meter thick concrete slab was placed on top. That would basically become the base for distributing the weights of the skyscraper above, all 1,000 meters, the whole kilometer of skyscraper rising above it. We do a really good, we basically built a really good 3D model of that in the video, which explains mm. how that piling system works, how the slab works. It's very cool. They then started building the core above it with this jump form system. And it's really interesting. The engineer who worked on this, who we talked to in the video, it's fantastic access. He said they basically approached it by breaking it down into several 20 to 30-storey buildings stacked on top of each other. Now, Centrepoint in London, a uh, building probably many people know in the UK, is 32 storeys high. That alone is a big, complex, tall building. Yeah. They're talking about building loads of those stacked on top of each other. It's a mental approach to engineering. I'm fascinated by that but but rest but betrest buttrest rest I can't but I rest. can't not I can't say it any other way I look at it and it's a but but rest uh what is it betrest betrest buttrest buttrest yeah okay the court. Listen, Mr. Fred Mills, don't laugh at me about pronunciation, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. That that court, yeah, that was uh that was crazy. So they did the same thing with the birch, right? And that's just having that shape of core alone is a lot stronger than your regular I mean, we're used to seeing rectangular cores in a lot of skyscrapers, aren't we? Yeah, and it's not that those other cores aren't as strong, it's that if you're gonna go to this kind of height. Having a kind of a three-legged stool, which is how it's described in the video by engineers, creating this kind of three-legged stool approach is much stronger. It also makes up for a more aerodynamic building. So you, the big thing you notice when you look at the Burj Khalifa is that it tapers as it rises. Jeddah Tower, if you look at the renders, is doing the same thing. And even the core you can see today, you can see it's already tapering. Basically, all buildings have to manage wind loads you know, the, the strength of wind blowing out a building uh, and that's particularly prevalent in skyscrapers because obviously they are thinner taller structures there's there's more wind load acting on them they've got more chance of, of swaying uh, and that gets harder the higher you go now when you go above the clouds like this mm. uh it gets pretty extreme strong winds can move around structures so basically to describe this imagine looking down on a skyscraper from above when strong winds hit it from one direction on the other side of the building, you get areas of lower speed air pressure, which have been created by the building kind of blocking the air current. That is called a separation vortices. So it's called a separation vortex, plurally, separation vortices. Um, and they can create this suction force that pull at a building, causing them to sway back and forth. Now, tapering a building as it rises helps to break up the, un the uniformity in air currents that can cause that. If you think of 432 Park Avenue in New York as a big square building, that is a very high building to keep square the whole way up. It would be subjected to pretty extreme wind loads. Yeah. The reason they kept some of the floor, every 12 stories, they've got two open floors where air can blow through the building. That is deliberately 
to address this wind load issues. Very, very clever. Super interesting stuff. Um, yeah, all going well. And then in 2015, uh, two years after construction began, the project got $1.2 billion of funding from a Saudi bank. A real estate venture kind of took in and put most of the budget on the table. And by 2017, Jeddah Tower had reached 63 stories above the desert, which is around a third of its final height. 63 stories is a big building in any city. 22 Bishopsgate in London is 63 stories. Uh, and it looked as if wow. the world would soon be getting its next tallest building. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Like London's second tallest building. Yeah, that thing is huge. 22 Bishopsgate is massive. I mean, yeah, and I know it's, it's really third. thick. It's it's a wide skyscraper. It's really wide. It's it's hard to miss, but that is incredible. It puts yeah. it in perspective, doesn't it? Yeah. It's all in perspective. And again, it I feel like, oh, come on, guys, you got that far. It's not like they got just the core and a few floors. Like that, you know, that is really far into construction, isn't it? A third, a third of its final height. That's mad. Yeah, it's crazy looking at 22 Bishopsgate, that building that obviously is the tallest building in the city of London, mm. and thinking that you've got three more of them, or no, two yeah. more of them on top, and you're approaching Jeddah Tower height. Like, it's, yeah, it's mental. I always do this when I think about the the Shard in London is 309 metres, I think. Mm. And when you hear about buildings that are 400 metres, 500 metres, 600 metres, you go, blimey, like, Shanghai Tower is two shards on top of each other. Crazy, wow. crazy height. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, yeah. Um, anyway, the, the the fairy tale was shattered, guys, uh, in 2017, when Mohammed bin Salman became crown prince of Saudi Arabia. He began an anti-corruption purge. Two people caught up were the people involved in the development of Jeddah Tower. So they were businessman Prince Al-Walid, we mentioned earlier, and Bakir bin Laden, chairman of the tower's construction company, bin Laden Group. That caused work on Jeddah Tower to briefly stall. The project's backers were then eventually released and briefly restarted. Sorry, works briefly restarted. Then they had labor issues with a contractor that further complicated matters, so everything stalled again. And then just as they got construction going again at the start of 2020, the pandemic hits, everything stopped. And ever since then, this massive tower has sat empty and incomplete, just hovering above the desert. Interesting thing, when you go onto their website, it still says on the homepage in big letters, mm. it's happening. Yeah, good for them. Good for them for believing, you know. <laughs> but if I lived in Jeddah, I'd be I'd be pretty like frustrated by this. You know, I'd be pretty annoyed by this. I'd be like, guys, like I I can see this twenty-two bishops gate sized skyscraper just down the road in the middle of nowhere. And it's not finished. It's yeah, I'd, I I think residents and or people in Saudi Arabia in general are well within their right to be frustrated at something like this. Do you think? Yeah, it's a, mess, it's a bit so, of an eyesore. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of an eyesore for you. <laughs> yeah, well, I can imagine. Can you imagine the 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 skyline when this is completed, though? Like, how how mm. far back do you reckon you could be able to see this just protruding from the from the earth? Probably from Sydney, mate. I reckon. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Oh, clear I, was, day, I, was, yeah. I was thinking. I was like, wonder if you can see it. Wonder if you can see the line from there. And I quickly googled it. It's it's quite far away. Is it really? Yeah, it's how quite far. far away. How, how far away are all these big projects from each other? Because you've got um, Neom. Well, right? the lines and- in northwest part of the country, mm-hmm. I believe. 
uh, and, and Jeddah's Jeddah's down the coast, southwest, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, the cube is in Riyadh, which is the capital, which is kind of more in the center of the country. Yeah, near near refers to a whole a whole area along the Red Sea coast. They're trying to basically make the Red Sea coast a destination. So uh, I think Georgina is on some mountains about fifty miles inland from the Red Sea coast. Yeah, I mean. It, it's not like Saudi Arabia don't have the experience of building tall like this. You know, they've they built the um, the Mecca clock tower. You know that, and that's huge, isn't it? In that's one of the world's tallest buildings, right? What is that? Yeah, like, top it was. Five? It was. It's now the fourth tallest building in the world. Yeah, we, we, yeah. and it's funny that building because because of the scale of it, everything was kind of made to look in proportion the proportions mm. are weird when you look at it it doesn't look as big as it actually is basically but yeah that's number four you've got shanghai tower three medeca pnb two burj khalifa number one yeah God, that's sad it's so sad that i know all that no i'm impressed mate mm. it makes it's just Very impressive, it mate. elevates elevates the friendship if anything mate <laughs> 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 so so feasibly mate how I mean, I know what we mentioned earlier about potentially someone stepping in and rescuing the project, but like, what, what, what does it take to finish? So you got the the concrete thing we spoke about earlier. Basically, you got to check that the concrete you're building on still works. Read all the lifespan chat. Like, basically, you got to make sure that what you're building on structurally still works. I probably think it's fine, but it needs mm. to be obviously properly assessed. You've then got to develop the advanced cladding system that needs to follow on behind the concrete structure as it rises. That cladding system's got to withstand sandstorms, extreme heat. It's the kind of thing they put on the Burj Khalifa. Again, I go back to one of my favourite construction movie scenes where Tom Cruise is climbing the outside of the Burj Khalifa and a sandstorm sweeps in. That's the sort of stuff you're dealing with, you know? You're dealing with secret agents climbing up the outside of it, sandstorms coming in, high winds. What a legend. <laughs> uh, you've got mechanical systems that can extend, withstand extreme conditions a thousand meters up in the sky it, not to mention this thing is going to have to contain one of the world's tallest elevators one of the tallest elevators ever built um, and we talked about this back in the Kony video from a few weeks ago the one I went down the Finland uh, skyscraper test shaft that ultra rope system they developed there uh, the carbon fiber alternative to steel elevator cables is is basically how this will work. They will they will their plan is to install that in this structure so you can have one elevator going from the ground all the way up to the top where that viewing platform is or where the observation deck is are going to be above that. Yeah. Now that's just mind blowing. A, a kilometer high elevator shaft. Not all of them will go the full high, obviously, but one of them will probably have to go from the ground to the top. Right, let's let's play a game, right? 60% over or under, do you think this is being finished in the next 10 years? What do you say, Liam? Over or under 60% Jeddah Tower finishing? Over. Yeah? Yeah. I think I think, I think think it'll get finished. I, yeah. I don't think it can stay as it is for 10 years. No. And I think with all uh, the other works that are going on around the country, I think they're going to pick it back up. Yeah. And they, weren't they thinking of? Uh, oh, let me throw it to you, Fred. What are you saying? Over or under sixty percent? Over. It'll happen. Do you think? I do. Hmm. I'm really excited. I really hope this works. I really hope they actually build this. But we're, uh, we've been keeping track of it for so long, so long. So hope, hopefully, some news comes from it, 
and hopefully it's built well you know guys we want your take on this obviously this is a phenomenally tall structure that they're planning to build in saudi arabia or trying to build in saudi arabia what do you think of this is it ever going to restart should they build it should it be completed should it be torn down can they finish it get your comments coming in podcast at the b1m.com So also in the news this week, we've got a few very exciting things to talk about. But first of all, I want to circle back to the Penn Station video we brought out last week. I, I hate the phrase circle back. It's used in corporate boardrooms all around the world. But hey, we're circling back to the Penn Station video because there are um, things happening, basically. We, we, to- we, spoke, we spoke in the video, we talked about this in last week's episode, about how developers don't really want to build these office buildings right now and how that funding is key to the station. Well, there's now talk of shelving the whole thing and a new proposal being put forward with a new design that would partly enclose uh, Madison Square Garden with a kind of a glass square station around it. So Madison Square Garden would actually become square and they demolish one of the theatres as part of Madison Square Garden and kind of create this new developer-led thing. Basically, it's all up in the air, but it is so up in the air that that previous proposal we talked about last week is kind of on the cusp of being canned and they're going to bring forward a new developer-led proposal with a bit of a different design for the station, new renders, new skyscrapers. Like it, is, it is unreal. And there's talk of that running up to $10 billion US dollars. So already, already, it's been delayed, it's been reimagined, and it's starting to go through the roof. What? And we've just talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, it was fun while it lasted, I suppose, you know? Yeah, all sorts of stuff happening over at Penn Station, guys. We're going to keep you updated on that. Maybe they saw the video and circled back, mate. (laughs) (laughs) It's mad that that's like like probably five, five and a bit or six uh, Jeddah Towers, you know, when when you're looking at the money. (laughs) Well, 10, if you uh, are going off the the current price that they're, they're saying. What is it, 1.2 or 1.8? Oh, yeah, 1.2. Yeah, 1.2, mate. Yeah, you could do you could do quite a few bad boys. Eight. Maybe Penn Station will get bailed out by some Middle Eastern royal family. It'll become like the, the Penn Khalifa <laughs> Station or something like that. <laughs> Are you going to Jeddah Station? Yeah, it's in Midtown Manhattan, yeah. Oh, very good, Fred. Very good. Bank rolled by Saudi Arabia. Anyway, lots happening, guys, around the old Penn Station stuff. We're going to keep you uh, abreast and updated on this fast-moving and exciting plan soon. Um, staying in New York, there is a very nice tree-topped building uh, that's recently topped out. This is KPF designed. We love, we bloody love a bit of KPF on this podcast. Now, I know, I know, I know, I hear you. When you hear the phrase tree-topped, it's like red flag, here we go, mm. more greenwashing. But this is absolutely gorgeous. Sorry to steal your word, Luke, but I, I really like this. It is called 64 University Place, fitting with that trend of naming everything after its address lately. It is being built in Greenwich Village. It is between mm. Washington Square Park and Union Square. You've got 20, 28 residential units across 11 stories a very beautiful brick design that kind of nods to the historic revival style buildings of the neighborhood. Uh, concrete frame and superstructure has now reached its full height and the overall project is due to complete in early 2024. I, I just think this is beautiful. It's well considered. It fits with the city. 
It looks like a really nice place to live. The trees add a load of value, in my opinion. And it's just KPF smashing it once again. Yeah, it's um, outstanding, isn't it? Everything about it is outstanding. Um, The shape, the windows, the brickwork. uh, It's so New York and it's so delicious. Maybe one of my favorite projects of the year so far. Outstanding, gorgeous, love it. Liam, what are you say? <laughs> I, like, I can't. I can't like say find less, more mate. ways. <laughs> say less. <Yeah. laughs> I have to agree with both of you. I think it looks, yeah, amazing. I love the little arches. Yeah, the brickwork, the trees work with it. It looks just typical New York to me. Yeah, yeah, big, big thumbs up. And I think the vegetation. The yeah. uh, the greenery because they're not trees. It's, it's nice, isn't it? It suits it. It's not just being plonked on a huge skyscraper and like kind of left to blow in the wind. And it looks like it's intentional. It looks like it's always been part of the design and not exactly. just part of like a fa- fashion. You know? Yeah, it looks like it's it's always been there kind of thing. It just fits in. It's like part of the part of the city already kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're not doing like a tick the box like fashionable skyscraper thing. Like, yeah, let's let's add a tree to the top of it because that offsets our carbon footprint in some <laughs> weird way. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a huge fan, huge fan of this, Fred. Yeah, pretty unanimous comments as well. Like, it's people love it right across the audience. We've got someone saying absolutely stunning design. Glad to see facades returning to style and design that incorporates shadow and depth for effects, which is a really yeah. good point. Uh, Stephen saying, such a good development. Living there with trees would be amazing. We need more nature in city cores. Focusing on nature is something I'm doing on all my projects. Good for you, Stephen. Mm. Um, someone else saying, literally just walked past this today. It looks beautiful. New York needs more of this. Uh, mm. Fits perfectly. It's reminiscent of the old, typical NYC apartment blocks with the arches. Oh, I love it. I, these comments just go on and on and on. It looks like yeah. the friend's apartment, doesn't it? But imagine for the future. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 interesting. I, I remember you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Fred, that uh, whenever you have like a render in New York, you have like the Chrysler Building, Empire State. And this one has on the first slide, the uh, One World Trade Center, just right there. You can't not see it. Just, just to remind you that you're in New York and you, that you're in a good part of New York. They've slapped in one world trade center and so actually to my shame because it's actually quite a wide picture when i was posting this on instagram i made sure when it was cropped for instagram that i got that skyscraper in (laughs) you got it's gotta be done (laughs) it's gotta be done it's gotta be done i like that some guy called bobby liked it and that's his username on instagram bobby imagine that Imagine that. That's like me getting the username Lukey on like Instagram and then just keeping it. Yeah, a guy called Bobby. He's got, a, he's got a fin, mate. blue tick. Maybe 2. he's a fan of million. Fred Mills. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot, it isn't it? Big time. Mm. So there we go. Bobby likes it. So Thanks, Bobby. win-win. Yeah, cheers, mate. Right. <laughs> what, was that, what was that bit in Friends where like the doctor's Dr. Bobby? What's his first name? Robert. He's Bobby, Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) It's Dr. Robert, Bobby. (laughs) Classic. And in New York, see? See, seamless link. Seamless link. Synergy. 
Uh, now, we're swinging over to London, the UK's capital, in case you didn't know, where a new rolling bridge has been unveiled at Cody Dock. Now, you might not know Cody Dock. In fairness, I didn't know Cody Dock. It's kind of Stratford Way. Um, this very nice hand-operated uh, weathering steel bridge has been created. Basically, you have to kind of see this to understand it, which is why it's not a great thing to discuss on a podcast. But basically, <laughs> when it's in one position, people can walk across it, and then to let boats through... The entire bridge is rolled through 180 degrees so that the uh, pedestrian deck, the bridge deck, flips over and is facing upside down to the water, up into the air, creating space for boats to pass underneath. I love this design. The fact it's been so innovatively and cleverly put together, it creates a new uh, cycle and walking path along the Lee Valley, which is around that part of London, which is a really, really good thing. It's a riverfront um, cycle and walking path, which has been aided by this project it's innovative it's clever yeah love it this thing's fantastic yeah i uh i adore this as well i mean you're getting a lot of positives from me this week guys you know <laughs> that that old man british side of me is 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 quiet today it's simple isn't it it's simple but effective i love the uh use of kind of like raw materials as well um it's interactive it looks good and it fills a need. Um, yeah, I think this is really, really, really impressive. Again, mate, I'm feeling good today. Maybe I Very just positive my... say, mate. Very positive. Yeah, yeah, it's good yeah. to see. What about nice you, change? Ben? Yeah, it's yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I, I think it's it's really cool. Um, I could definitely. I, I I lived in East London for for years around Regent's Canal, so I could see this popping up down there using it yeah. for, the, for your afternoon walk you know letting all the houseboats go by and things like that yeah it's great after a few beerios just going and doing it back and <laughs> forward <laughs> leave it <laughs> funny yeah mate that'd be interesting is it is it just is it the aim for just the public can use it or is it just is it like what do I need a key? What do you have to, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> good questions. I like that it's hand operated, right? Because it doesn't rely on some kind of you know associated app to use with it, or you know you've got to like wire it up. It can't it can't be a power cut effect. It's just nice and simple to use. I don't know. Can anyone rock up and roll it? Surely not. Because like you say, you'd get the old um, people on the way home from the pub with a kebab. Mm. Yeah, but surely if people standing on it trying to balance when you're rolling it over or something yeah maybe that's one's job you know imagine that that'd be amazing yeah you've moved to london professional bridge roller (laughs) (laughs) bridge guardian 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 of the river lee (laughs) guardian of the river lee (laughs) just standing there dealing with all kinds of abuse like oh god here comes a stag do here we go. Go on, mate. Roll the bridge. Roll the bridge. <laughs> oh, oh, my so God. I can definitely see that happening. <laughs> yeah. People trying to hold yeah, on to it. It's rolled upside down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Thomas Randall Page designed a uh, very, very clever, beautiful structure. Again, I love this. It's not a very big or impressive mega project, but mm. it's a really clever innovative little built environment uh thing and i solution yeah. isn't it it's solution yeah it's, it's brilliant it's brilliant i'm going to do a seamless transition here right so 
this is not London's first rolling bridge. There is another rolling bridge over at Paddington Basin, which I think rolls up twice a week. It's a very clever little design, and it is designed by British designer Thomas Heatherwick, who is the architect mm. behind our next building on Also in the News. Ooh. Check me out. Go on, Fred. I yeah, see. Go on, Fred. Fred. Couldn't get anything in there. It's so seamless. Couldn't get a piece of paper yeah. down there. It's brilliant. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about a new cylindrical civic centre, which has been unveiled in Utrecht. I will have pronounced that wrong in the Netherlands. Uh, it's designed, deliberately designed, to stand out among the city's surrounding, angular, and quite frankly, more boring structures. This has been developed by Heatherwick and Barcode Architects. As I said, it's been selected through a design competition. It's going to rise on a kind of main central square. There's going to be a climbing wall, a skate park. There's going to be a dance studio that turns into a nightclub. Uh, It aims to become the first zero-emissions mixed-use high-rise in the Netherlands, which feels like one of those very specific things you've won. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I think it's ugly as hell. I mean, what do you guys make of it? (laughs) Yeah, mate, I'm not... It, what's uh, going on I'm, in the comments? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everyone's, everyone's saying this is amazing. Um, we we post something that that looks amazing. Everyone's like, "Oh, it's crap. It's terrible. Like that. That's ugly." This, yeah. Oh, is there an elephant on it? There's an what? elephant on it, right? Is that not an elephant Where? on the first picture in the middle? Oh yeah, there is. Oh yeah, that's well spotted. No drones. Yeah, man. Good at good at good at where's Wally. <laughs> or Waldo, if yeah, you're in America. Call it, as a Waldo in America. <laughs> Where's Wally? I think it's awful. I think it's awful. <laughs> there you go. You guys wanted it. You wanted the negativity. I just oh. don't think it. Um, it 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 knows what it wants to be. It's really random, right? It's and very Netherlands. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. Well, I'm saying that in in Netherlands, like they've got some beautiful high rise towers. Really nice, really nice towers. You think of the? Is it the Hague? The Hag? Yeah, Hague. I think it is. You're not a fan. I'm not a fan. Liam's not a fan. So I just yeah, everyone who likes it, this is wrong. People saying it looks like the top of the US Bank Tower. It does like the top of the US Bank Tower in uh, LA, but. Yeah, it's just like a. It's like everyone threw some ideas at the wall, and they went, "Oh, let's do all of them." I can't believe the elephant. The elephant. <laughs> what? It's a really long trunk, too. Yeah. I, th- I feel yeah. like it's a bit trying. It's trying to do and be too much. It's, it's too messy, busy, right? It's very yeah. busy. You look at it, you're like, "What am I looking at? What am I focusing on?" There's there's a lot going on. Yeah. And it actually looks like it's um like part of the building looks like it was built in 1950s Soviet Union. Yeah. And then they've gone, let's add some glass, let's add a bit more of the Soviet Union, and then let's finish with some glass top. And then don't forget, add some trees because everyone loves a bit of trees at the moment, and add the elephant, and then add a nightclub to the side. I, you know, I. Yeah, good intentions, but I don't think this is well executed. Yeah, I mean, trend uh, exotic animals on buildings. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't tempt them, Liam, mate. Yeah, don't give them ideas, mate. (laughs) 
<laughs> Guys, the comments are unanimously the other way, right? So Sam's saying, take the trees off, and it still looks great. Fire emoji. Someone else saying, Heatherwick Studios' work is remarkable. Looks great. I love this building. As a citizen of this city, I love this building. Like, are they looking at the wrong thing? Well, what was Thomas Heatherwick on when he designed this? I don't know. I don't something, know. Something maybe trippy. just had... To, maybe just smashed too many Red Bulls or something, and, you know... And just like went mental on, on, on his blueprints. I don't know. Yeah, you walk into Thomas Heatherwick's office, it's just cans of Red Bull all over the floor. He's there with his little yeah. sketch pads. Yeah. No, Tom, please, please, Tom, don't put that out. Oh, he's done it. But but other than that, it's been a good episode, isn't it? Like, and it's been pretty positive. So, but we got to bring it back to reality, you know, don't yeah, we? We, we swung can't it back. Always be. We can't all talk about amazing products all the time. We've got no. to swing it back. Right, let's go over to the inbox, Luke. Who has slid right. into our DMs recently? Well, okay, we got an email from Luca Fleming, who titles his emails a witty review. Uh, he says, hello, Luke, Fred, and Liam. Great poddy. I enjoyed this so much. It has been incorporated into my morning routine. The witty banter is unmatched, and the pub-like atmosphere is wonderful. I've been watching the B1M, or he just writes BIM, for about two years, and I have enjoyed it so much. Very friendly towards people that are, to- that are new towards the industry, i.e. me. Now, I won't be like the others recommending the construction of my local library, but something that's quite the intrigue <laughs> towards my architectural palette near my city. That is the Dubai Creek Tower. Could you do an update about it? Are you liking its design and opinions about the tower? Anyways, my favourite intro ever. The music is absolutely delicious. It is very boogie. Thank you, Liam, Luke, and Hunk, Fred, Luca. P.S. What is your favourite building in Dubai? Love the BIM. Love the BIM. Did you hear that, Hunk? No. That's real. That's in the it's in the inbox. Liam Luke and Hunk Fred. <laughs> He's called it the Bim. The, He's um, called it the Bim. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a few faults in there, mate. Um The music I'm gonna give give you credit, Luke. I caught up with a friend who listens in Melbourne and we were we caught up with a few other mates and um he was talking about the podcast because he listens each week. Um and mate, he loves the music. Absolutely yeah, loves it. Yes, this is really people catchy. going crazy for it. Yeah, started something. I know, mate. I know. What can I say? He's trying Podcast to wind us intros. up by calling it. He's trying to wind us up by calling it the BIM, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He knows it gets on your nerves, mate. because well. you keep you've said it. <laughs> so he's winding you up. I Luca. wonder if this is all satire. Do you know old what I mean? Luke. Like it's old someone. <laughs> Old Luca sent that email in three times. He submitted the same email three times. So, you know, not the sharpest <laughs> knife in the drawer, is he, Al Luca? <laughs> oh, oh, poor Luca. That's well out of order. The that. man just called you a hunk. That's what you get. Hey, mate, you're you're a BIM. He was called the BIM, so I'm going to focus <laughs> on the negative. I do love that when um, when anyone just says BIM or B1M, Fred's straight onto it. He's like, excuse me. There's a the before that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love BIM. I've, I've watched all the BIM videos. Where Yeah, well, you can't, Don, because I say B1M at the end of all of them. 
idiot. Uh, what 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 is the latest? Because I know we've we've obviously covered Jeddah Town. We even mentioned the Dubai Creek Tower. So the synergy there is fantastic. But um, what is the latest? Are, they are literally just waiting to see what happens with Jeddah Tower before that's, they. That's what we reckon, right? So they started building it. The foundations are in. Then they stopped. But I think Dubai's had a bit of a reckoning the last few years. We did a thing on tomorrow's build uh, a while back now called How to Fix Dubai. And they're kind of stopping the crazy projects now because it's kind of works. It's boosted their economy. It's happened. Now they're mm. trying to focus more on better urban planning, sustainability, longer term investment. So they kind of they've they've matured a bit from the crazy mega project phase. Uh, but I don't know. I, yeah, we'll look into it and find out what is going on with the old Dubai Creek Tower, just for Luca's benefit. Mm. Luca calls it BIM. Well, he also asks, uh, "What is your favourite building?" in dubai before then of course saying he loves the bim so what 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 are you saying mate liam do you have a favorite in dubai mine would be one zabil what Mm. what's that one i think i pronounced that right yeah it's one of my Ah. favorite b&m bim videos (laughs) it's a client video too it's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. The, the video is amazing. Just how they construct this thing, how they put it into place over um, the top of a, a live, like a road that's still being used, like a main highway. It's incredible. Yeah, that's a good shout. Fred, do you have a favorite in Dubai? Yeah, I do. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to discount the Burj Khalifa, right? Because I think that's too obvious an answer. I'm also going to discount the airport. The airport's an incredible feat of infrastructure that enabled Dubai to really happen. Uh, but I'm going to yeah. go for the Burj Al Arab Hotel because it was it, it's horribly dated now and it's it's kind of not not stood through the test of time very well. But it was just one of the first things to come out of Dubai. One of the first things you saw from Dubai that was ridiculous it was bold it was the tallest hotel in the world it was built on a man-made island there were flames outside it there's an atrium the full height there's a suspended uh restaurant out over the ocean there's a helipad on the roof and it was just the it was the thing that for me that really started the trend in dubai and kind of made dubai what it was so yeah for me burj al arab hotel is my favorite dubai building purely because shout, it's a du- proper dubai building yeah that's a good shout. I'm going to go for uh, the, I think it's the Kyan Tower. It's at Dubai Marina, and it twists up. Oh, nice. And for for a twisty building, it's probably my favorite one, because there are a few, you know, there's one in uh, the Torso in Sweden. There's one in Moscow. But I think this one is the the, the, the most well-executed. Um and you have to go for a skyscraper, don't you? But I'm going to give a cheeky shout out to the Dubai Opera House. Um, and also the Museum of the Future. Nice. Not because, not because it doesn't... <laughs> Shut up, Liam. He's <laughs> listing buildings Three. now, mate. Three. He said Three. one. <laughs> skyscraper. The pool. The pool. Will Smith. The aquarium. Check out this pool. <laughs> That residential the mu- apartment the other weekend, the other day. Muse- oh, the what? Atlantis is nice. The Atlantis uh, resort thing with the aquarium oh. and the slides. You know, throw that in. 
Isn't that isn't that uh, based on one in the Bahamas or something? It isn't is. that the exact same? It's the it exact is. same building in the Bahamas or something, right? Yeah, and the building next to it recently opened. That one with like the sort of the lattice grid work thing. Mm. That recently with a big gig by Beyonce. Like they spent like millions to get her over to open what? it. And there were lights in the sky and yeah, it was mental. That's kind of like Dubai's um like the sing the the the, the complex in Singapore. It's like that, isn't it? It has yes. like a huge yeah. Well, there we go, guys. Look, I've there you go. I've I can keep going. Museum of the future. It's great. It's not that it looks particularly like it's not my favourite. It's just it's it, there's nothing like it. There is nothing like it. And I think that's really impressive. And I like that there's loads of Arabic all on it. It looks amazing. It's a great shout. We've had a banger Cheers. of an episode today, haven't we? We really have made a cracking little sausage of an episode. Yeah, we people have stuck into. Yeah, yeah. If we do say so ourselves. <laughs> Pat, pat ourselves on the back, you know? Yeah, we're trying to pull it back from that episode cock-up. Yeah, We're trying to re-earn our title as the world's best construction podcast. We're getting there. And thanks, Luca, for the kind words, mate. Mostly kind words. Not unanimously kind words. <laughs> <laughs> it's noted, Luca. It's noted. Guys, let us know what you thought about this episode. We talked about uh, the incredible Jeddah Tower, some very cool developments uh, in New York. We spoke about the Rolling Bridge in London let us know what you think about that. Get your comments coming in. Podcast at the B1M.com and we will see you next week. I also saw the Mario movie at the weekend. I haven't <clears> mentioned <throat> that. It was really good. <laughs> what was it? Yeah. I saw the I saw the Dungeons and Dragons film. Oh, oh nice. That was decent as well. I just wanted you know, to go to the cinema. My missus was like, let's go see this. I probably would have gone for the Mario film, to be honest. But you know what made me think good? just then? Because, you know, I say, let's go at the start of the podcast. Mm. Several times in the Mario movie, Mario oh. goes, let's go. Let's <laughs> 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 go. Was it good? Was it good, Mate, though? So the reviews were terrible, right? Everyone was like saying, it's a really bad story. It's, it's just a little pile of rubbish. So I went there with my son because my thought was going to some ballet thing with with my missus so i took him out to mm. the cinema um and i went in things gonna be rubbish it was absolutely incredible it was an hour and a half of brilliance really, That's really what good. everyone's saying yeah, yeah everyone's saying it's really good it's a really, really fun good film did you play mario growing up did you play on game boy or anything? oh i thought yeah yeah i thought it meant like an in a play uh no oh. I d- <laughs> Why, why would i mean in a play what are uh, you yeah, talking so about <laughs> did you play mario <laughs> What's wrong with me? Uh, yes, played played that obviously on on the Nintendo NES in two D. And then cheeky. my son now is into Mario Kart on Nintendo Switch. So, and, Solid, and the, mate. the film catered for both of us. It's very did good. it really like Shrek? Like Shrek does. <laughs> Shrek caters for the adults, doesn't it? As mm. well as the yeah, Shrek's yeah, amazing. We, mate. Shrek is top tier, mate. <clears throat> yeah, top tier film. Why the Michael Myers? Was it Michael Myers? Mike Myers, the the main actor. Oh yeah. What, what happened to him? He was Austin Powers, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. 